0: Look what I received this morning. An Easter egg. How many of you got Easter eggs from the Easter Bunny last night? Oh, good. There's a few out there. You know, I only got one because I live by myself, and the Easter Bunny told me that he's being very frugal this year. So I picked this thing up and I would shake it. It doesn't feel very heavy at all. And I thought, Is there anything in here? There's supposed to be chocolate candy, right? So there'd be some weight to this Easter egg. But there's hardly any weight to this at all. So I opened it up. I looked inside. And guess what I found? A Cheeto. You're right. (laughs) Now, in the Scriptures, in the Scriptures, in order to believe somebody's testimony... You have to have two people to testify. So, Nick, is there a Cheeto on the inside? He says, yup. (laughs) Deacon Ken, is there a Cheeto on the inside? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Good. Now, I'm going to leave this up here, Deacon Ken, so don't munch on that Cheeto, okay? (laughs) So, you know, It's great to have chocolate, or in my case, Cheetos, in the Easter egg. And I forgot to tell you, I should have had a hint from the Easter bunny because I saw orange tracks all over my house. That should have told me, right? Maybe that's why there's only one in there, because he ate the rest. I don't know. But I think, I think that it would have been more appropriate, if you will, that i received an easter egg and maybe all of us too without anything on the inside you know why right because an easter egg can symbolize the resurrection of Jesus so when you open it up on the inside you shouldn't find anything right because Jesus was not in the tomb he rose from the dead as he said now, I realize that in, in the world today, it takes more than an Easter egg that's empty to inspire people to believe that Jesus rose from the dead. In fact, there, there are a lot of skeptics out there who say, nah, that's just not possible. There's not the evidence that would point to Jesus being risen from the dead to the point where I would accept it. And still worse, there are people out there who just don't care whether or not there's Jesus, much to the fact that he rose from the dead. You know, and I got to thinking about that, and, and a lot of people who are skeptical about the resurrection, they say, I have to have empirical evidence. I have to see it. I have to feel it, Maybe whatever, in order for me to accept the fact that he rose from the dead. And the bottom line, folks, is that If we're going to accept that Jesus rose from the dead, and he did, he did, but if we're going to accept it, it's going to take an act of faith, because faith is what binds us ultimately to God. It's not all the empirical evidence, yeah it helps, but ultimately it is faith that binds us to God. So. I was thinking about that a little bit more, and and you know when you think about the gift of human reason for us to be able to to think and and to create and and to figure things out, which is I think wonderful. You know, if you were to go outside and enjoy this spring day, maybe there's a great sunset that we're going to see tonight, or if you were to be in the Rocky Mountains someplace, or maybe even back in the, the field in, in back of your house. If you were to be outside like that and you observe nature, you participate in it, you see the beauty, you almost intuit the beauty that's found in nature. And everybody says, wow, I, I, I like a beautiful sunset. Or did you see the moon? It was just a couple of days ago. Did you see the full moon shining out there? It was so beautiful. Yeah, we can intuit the beauty of the universe without too much problem. And we can say that you and I can come through our gift of reason to the conclusion that God exists, because we'd have to say, how did all this stuff come here in the first place? I mean, there had to be an author, there had to be an origin for all of life and for all of creation that we have been given. It just, everything doesn't make sense unless we have that author of life who is God. But I tell you what, even though you can reason to the point to say, yeah, there is a God. God exists. We still need that gift of faith to enlighten our reason so that we can see fully what God is sharing with us about himself. The, the richness of God, the richness of a relationship with God to which he's calling us. So even our good minds... Need that gift of faith to complete what we've reasoned to. That God exists, and He's more than just somebody who exists. You know, some people like to live by their feelings, and you're going to say that whatever is true, it's because I'm feeling it. So I'm just going to ask you right now what are you feeling? Are you feeling happy? Are you feeling sad? Are you feeling bored? Are you feeling like anxiety? Are are you kind of wondering? Or what 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 are you feeling right now? Whatever it is, whatever it is, does that define who you are? Does the feeling that you have right now define who you are? Right now, I'm feeling tired because it's been a long week and that's okay. So does that mean I'm tired? Now, some people would say I'm a tired old man. Okay, I'll buy that. But but does me being tired feeling that right now does that make me who i am see lots of people want to live by that by their feelings so you're going to change like maybe every day or every minute or every period of your lives maybe you'll be angry for a month so that's what you are anger maybe you'll be peaceful for a half a second does that mean you're peaceful for a half a second that's who you are see there's got to be more there's got to be more than than what we feel, because what we feel does not determine what is, what is reality. It's God who does that. Now, I'll give you this, I'll give you this. I think it was the Beatles, right? Maybe the Beatles in the 60s? I'm not very good at remembering songs. I hardly can remember my name some days, but not very good about remembering songs. But didn't they sing back in the 60s, all you need is love, Right? Dun, 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 dun. Does that remind some of least people my generation and and beyond, maybe? Okay. So, all right, all right. So the Beatles, if the Beatles Beatles say it, it's got to be true, right? But all you need is love, they said. Okay. Well, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. That is so very important that love be in our lives. But there are many different ways of, of defining and understanding love. Love is, love is a feeling. You feel good and, and, and feel all warm inside. That's true. That's fine. Great. But, but love is... It, sorry to say this. I'm going to be a, a, an emotion heretic here. But love is beyond the feeling. It's great what it is, but it, it's beyond the feeling. Ultimately, the highest form of love is a decision is an act of selflessness, an act of self-giving. It is the decision that says, I put you and your good before me. Now I'm going to stand right below the what? What am I standing below? Knocking the flowers down right now. What am I standing below? The cross, right, Nick? The cross. And this is the definition of love the act of Jesus of selflessness and self-giving and vulnerability for the good of you and for the good of me. If you want to live by love, (laughs) by Christ's love, okay. That's very noble because God is love. You know that common definition in the in in society today love is love it does that doesn't make any sense it refers to nothing but when we say God is love and we want to live by that love aha now we're going someplace we're going to the place of Jesus and to the cross we're going to his sacrifice which is very real we're going to his death on the cross which is also very, very real. It draws us into the love and life of God who exists, who loves, who creates, and is risen from the dead. Christ is risen indeed. There's where we need to go. Sometimes people like to go and say, I want to live by power, because that's real, my possessions, because that's real, or pleasure, because that's real. Okay? So when you think about that, if I want to live by power because that's real, and that's, going to, that's all that life is about is power, then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to become a dictator, a tyrant, and I'm going to cling to that power. And I'm going to do everything I can to keep that power. And I'm going to do everything I can to be better than you, more powerful than you. And I'm going to end up a mess if I'm doing that. If I live by pleasure, well, ultimately, I'm just going to live by addiction because I'm never going to have that right high. I'm just going to keep looking for it, looking for it, looking for it, looking for it. Whatever brings me pleasure, I'm going to be hooked. I'm going to be addicted. And that means I'm going to be down in the gutter someday in whatever that means for life. And, you know, if if I want to be honorable, prestigious in front of you, well, then I'm going to be pretty good at putting you down. I'm going to be a master of that. I'm going to be a master of trying to manipulate people so that I'm going to be more honorable than you. I'm going to have all these awards, and you're not going to have any of these awards. I'm going to be recognized by all these people, and you're just going to have to sit there in the pews and take it. Huh. Is that how we want to live Is that what we're about? Is that who we are? If we're skeptical, if we're skeptical or don't care about the fact that Jesus rose from the dead, that the love of God took him to the cross, and the love of God called him back to life, and that the love of God conquered death itself, then we're going to be in trouble, ultimately. Because our lives are going to shrink and they're going to be devoid of meaning. If you want to know what meaning in life is, it is the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, Jesus risen from the dead. You know, one of the reasons why I can't accept the fact that people say, ah, you, you can't believe that Jesus rose from the dead. I can't have faith in that because I can't prove it, is the fact that so many people testify to the fact that he did rise from the dead because so many people died. They gave their lives because he rose from the dead. And you know, with all those people who are testifying to him and dying for him, even today, it just can't be a lie. I mean, that would be a really, really, really powerful way of conjuring up a lie. And then if you did that, it would start to break down. Because we can't sustain a lie. You have to tell another lie to sustain that lie. And ultimately, it just falls apart. But this has not, it has not fallen apart. Jesus has risen from the dead. And people have said that for centuries and testified to it by their lives. So, you know what? I don't care what the History Channel says, he's risen from the dead as he said he would. And you know, if you want to look for a little proof, just a little, we don't know for sure or for exactly, you go to Turin and you look at the Shroud of Turin. And it's, it supposedly is, is the, the shroud that covered Jesus has the imprint of him crucified. And also, when he rose from the dead, it's been tantalizing modern science for a long time. And I call it a love note from God. If you want to look for a little proof, then go to Turin and see the faith of people who venerate what they see. It's beautiful. All right, lastly, you know, I'm going to give the skeptics another pass on one final thing. And that is, you know, they'd say that I really can't believe that Jesus rose from the dead because I don't have proof of it in the people who call themselves Christian. I don't have proof of that. And you know what? I've got to agree with them. And I'm including myself in that. I've got to agree with them. Because in, in today's society, in our American society, Christianity has gotten pretty vanilla. Where is the radicality of Christianity today? Where is the radicality, the, the, the awesome nature of Christianity today when we want to blend in and be comfortable as opposed to witness to Christ risen from the dead and everything that that means for us to live by that. Yeah, Christians have been wanting to be comfortable and pretty vanilla about their faith. And really, there's nothing very attractive about that. But it's not the faith that Jesus inspired. What he inspired was, because I believe in his resurrection, I'm going to go out and I'm going to proclaim that to the world no matter what. Because I know that God loves me, because I'm living by the fact that only God can conquer death, and I want to live with God forever in heaven. And so I'm going to tell people about it, and I'm going to do something about it in terms of serving the world today. And sometimes that means that we're not going to be comfortable, that we're going to be rejected. Sometimes that means we will be persecuted. And people don't like that. But being true to Jesus is what it's all about. And it will bring hearts to God. It will convert minds to God. And it will proclaim the truth that Jesus Christ is risen as he said. There's the Easter message. Believe, receive, and live by the fact that Christ is not in the tomb because he's risen as he said.